Welcome back to the Three Crosses Podcast. I'm Danny Strange, and I am your host as we finish up our Godspeed series today. Hopefully, you've been enjoying this podcast over the last few weeks. We would love to hear your feedback. We've got an email address. We'd love to hear from you, podcast at threecrosses.org. Drop us a note. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you don't love, and we will take that into account for our next series. I'm so excited for you to get some perspective from Mark Campbell this week. He's our men's pastor here at the church, and I look up to him so much as an example of someone who partners with the spirit on the adventure of life. Today, we dive into Mark's brain and find out how he does it. You're in for a treat on the podcast today. Mark, welcome to your own office for the podcast. (laughs) It's different to be on this side. How does it feel to be on that side of your desk? Vulnerable. Now you know how the rest of us feel. You notice that chair's a little taller than this chair. (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel like I'm dominating this room, and it's by design. That's by design. Well, thanks for coming in as a, as in your own office, a recipient of this podcast. We're excited to bring you in here. We are uh, in this series called Godspeed, talking through moments where the spirit intersects in our life. And this is the last episode of the Godspeed series. Wow. And so you are the strong closer. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll find out. <laughs> the reason that I would love to talk to you today is this last week in this series, we're talking about how to create a rhythm in our life where we're just on this adventure with God. And when I think of someone who's on an adventure with the Holy Spirit, you are always the first person I think of. Come on. Really? Have you, do you get that a lot? No. First, I get a lot of things a lot, but not that. Really? <laughs> I just, I feel like being around you, being in men's ministry or being just in friendship, relationship, talking mm-hmm. through stuff, you always have stories of God doing crazy things and showing up and every time I walk away thinking, I wish that happened in my life. Hmm. Do you recognize that these things happen in your life all the time? I kind of think they happen in everyone's life. I'm just, um, I love to tell stories. I, I'm sincere when I say I think that the spirit is alive and moving around all of us. And I love to tell stories. And I look for stories. I call myself a story trapper. You know, I like <laughs> recognizing, I'm, I make a lot of observations. And I have always looked for the spirit working. And you is know. that, when you say always, do you mean like before you were a Christian, no, all that kind of stuff? No, after I came to uh, faith, I was 21, really started walking with the Lord at 30, since about 30 years old. And, um, you know, I was weaned on the book of Acts, and I believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't grow up in church culture. So I kind of know no different. What did this concept of like spirit trapping what do you think the equivalent was? Like, did you have that same skill, but for evil or something before you were a Christian? Oh, I was an opportunist. <laughs> Way <laughs> Give back. us an example of what that looks like before it was the spirits opportunities you're taking. Oh, in eighth grade, hanging out, trying to buy beer from people outside of a liquor store, noticing some people would leave their cars running. That's a bad, <laughs> that's, bad move that's in my neighborhood. That's that was an opportunity. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're saying there's hope for people who are listening or thinking, okay, I I grew up as an opportunist, but now I clean my life up. I want to follow Jesus. Absolutely. That can be leveraged Absolutely. for good. Ephesians 2.10 was a powerful verse for me, which is we are his workmanship, his poetry, masterpiece. Only one like you, Danny, one like me. And that really uh, removed the pressure from me to try to be somebody different. Created for great moments of time, great works, that we would walk in them uh, for his glory. So he's lined up these moments for us to walk in and these great works, and in the context, it's it's great moments of time, and intersections of God saying, this is it. 
mm-hmm. putting these moments up on a tee. You know, you look at Scripture and you look at God uses us whether we're walking with Him or away from Him. Um, whether we're building His kingdom or trying to destroy His kingdom, God says, mm, I, I can use that. You so know, Herod. He's creating yeah. something. Yeah. And He's going to use you one way or another. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the right side of that coin. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to make my father proud. I wasn't, uh, I didn't, wasn't close to my dad ever. And I never um, got to hear from his lips, well done. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear that from the father. I, wanna, I want to live a life that he can point at as an example of what he can do, not what I can do mm-hmm. through me. And all I have to do is be aware and sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And I love that. I think that. I think throughout this series, a lot of folks have, have realized what, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. that the Spirit is doing something all over all the place the all the time. Yeah. And, and one thing that I hear from folks a lot is just this lament of, I know the Spirit's always prompting me, but I just keep missing it. I keep missing mm-hmm. it. I don't see it, or it passes me by. Mm-hmm. How do you know when that opportunity is there? How, how does, what's your radar I think it's like? a muscle that has to be um, developed. You know, at first it's like learning how to walk. Literally, I love the scriptures say learn to walk. Paul says in mm-hmm. uh, Galatians 5, walk by the Spirit. Um, my son, we surf a lot, and my son is teaching me um, how to surf barefoot. I, I'm a booty guy. My feet, feel my feet, Danny. They're like babies. I'm not going to feel your feet. No, they're very soft. No, nope, not feeling them. And my, he, my son's starting to get embarrassed. Pops, you can't be out surfing with, <laughs> with booties on. And so he's, it's a very, we were down in San Onofre and we paddled out on barefoots, first time warm water, we go to San Diego and the tide starts dropping, it drops, we're surfing and I'm getting exhausted. And I realize that I'm now at the point and they call it the rock pile. And I have literally from here to the bottom of the crosses to walk across cobblestones by San Onofre, it's right down there by Camp Pendleton that are moving, sea urchins, broken glass. And it took me probably 45 minutes, my feet are all cut up, still scabby. And I just halfway through that rock pile, I went, the Lord just prompted me, this is what I mean. Walk by my spirit. Carefully consider each step. Be careful. Trust me. Consider me each step. We run. We live in this loud culture. We go from this to that to this to that. And the, and the Lord has always whispered. And it's an amazing thing when, when you deal with people. My wife has a very soft voice. And I had to learn 10 years into marriage, I need to be really close to her to hear her. And same with the father. You have to be, you know, dialed in, checked in, pause your day, start your day in the word, consider the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is doing with your calendar and your time. You know, I love throughout the Acts, I, the Spirit compelled Paul too. And culture compels us. Our financial planners compel us. What the media says we should be doing compels us. What the picture of a good father is, good father's teaches soccer, he works 14 hours a day. He's got this picture when the spirit is probably whispering a compelling adventure right in front of you, but you can't hear it. Can you give us an example of a time when the spirit compelled you to do something, just so we can kind of get a picture of what that looks like in your life, stepping into that? Uh, The men's ministry here, you know, um, I didn't want to get back into ministry. Business was going well, Um, landscape designer builder and i continued to get um this prompting this this from different avenues from the word um you know the um philip leaves his public ministry in samaria goes through jerusalem down a long dusty lonely road down into gaza where he meets the eunuch that scripture was like i couldn't get away from that scripture everywhere i turned 
And it's the, the Spirit was compelling me to get back into ministry and men. And what do you, when you say that you couldn't get away from that scripture, what did that – was it the coming up everywhere, like on signs and stuff, or was it just in your brain? Well, that Bible right there, that blue Bible right there is a great example of that in my quiet time, that scripture – flashed out at me. I continually had to go back to it. Mark Tyler said, would you consider starting something here with men? Uh, I don't know. And then it was like back to that scripture. And then my aunt, who I'm really not close to, knew I collected Bibles, mails me this hundred-year-old Bible that she knew I loved, the single column NAS. I mean, I was just this Bible that I wanted to leather bound and I wanted to keep this Bible. And the only pen in it, the only mark in the Bible was Acts when Philip left Samaria, and it's right there, and met the eunuch. And the spirit prompted Philip to go and check out what the Ethiopian eunuch was reading. He was reading, it was on a T. It was Ephesians 2.10, on a T. What are you reading? Isaiah, do you know it? Yeah, <laughs> I know him. It's, it's right there. But he had to stop the restaurant ministry in Samaria and trust the spirit and leave what what success looked like to him, and to meet one guy, and look at what happened to Africa. And I'm, I'm as you're telling these stories, I'm thinking, okay, what are, what are the things that you're doing in your life that other folks might not be doing that we can tap into a little bit? And I hear you talking about spending time in the scriptures as just a, a practice that you have. Absolutely. It sounds like, you know, you had this moment where you read. You were reading in the Book of Acts, and something jumped out at you. Mm-hmm. Does that happen a lot, or is that like a once in a lifetime thing? Currently, it happens. I don't get out of the word until I know the Lord has spoken to me. How do you know that? Uh, that was for me. Like it just is like Lord, and I pray. An I pray. Thing? I pray. Lord, speak to me through your word. It's a living word. I trust you're here with me, and I talk to the Holy Spirit. You know, we have we're real good at being the Church of the Father and Son, <laughs> and we leave the Pentecostals to the Spirit. They're, they're the Church of the Spirit, and it's like Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit is what Jesus says. I'm going to give you to comfort you, to be an advocate for you, to guide you along the way, to remind you of the things I said. Holy Spirit, would you speak to me through your living word now as I pause my, my day? And I, and I can't start the day without it. That's amazing. I'll go into Proverbs. You know, we, we're big in Proverbs a day, keeps the mm-hmm. dumb stuff of summer mm-hmm. away. So today's the 21st, and we're in chapter 21, and then I'll go into the Gospels. I'll always be in Acts, Isaiah, all over the place. Lord, lead me mm-hmm. and, and speak to me. And sometimes it's one verse. Oh. Thank you. And then I, I go and I exercise on that and me- meditate on that. And I'll, I write, I, I journal everything. And is that how you meditate? Is in the journal? No. What does meditate look like? Uh, surfing. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like you're th- like, like, like I, you're- I take that and I say, Lord, uh, apply that to my life. And before surfing, it was mountain bike riding. I used to mountain bike ride around Lake Chabot. And so, so I, you like actively wrestling actively. with that verse? I have to be active. I don't sit. I have to, you know, um, it's interesting that Jews pray rhythmically. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something happens, um, a prayer walk. There's something happens for me when I'm active. And so I'll take that word and I'll go exercise with that word. I don't like mm-hmm. to say surfing, but I'll exercise. If there's no waves, I'll walk. I'll go on a bike ride and, and just me and the Lord. Um, you're never alone. And when you're, when you're surfing and you're waiting for a wave or you're on the bike, are you like thinking about that verse or are you just out? exercising and just trusting that at some point God's going to bring this back to you? Like how active is your, the meditation aspect of what you're doing out there? Extremely active, including when someone cuts me off or drops in on me, (laughs) or if it's, you know, maybe I'm learning patience Mm -hmm. and there's always people go, how you have so many stories. I'm looking for stories. That story is a gift from God. 
That is something to advance my faith in him and to bring his kingdom to earth through this intersection. Usually they're highly annoying. People are annoying. (laughs) And they're God's people. And God's been waiting for us spirit-filled individuals to intersect with people who are hurting Mm -hmm. and need to be rescued. And one thing I hear is that as as you're doing all these things, you're in this mindfulness of God's doing something, God's doing something, yep. God's doing something. And I want to join him. And so it's, even if it is, you know, you might be reading about Philip in Samaria and then you get cut off by somebody and all of a sudden, boom, God's teaching you patience mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But you've got, as you're meditating on the word, you've got this state of mind mm-hmm. where kind of your radar's up to, yep. okay, everything is spiritual in a sense. Yep. God is working. There's intersections all over the place. Everything is spiritual. We are in this spiritual realm that uh, Ephesians tells us we are equipped to thrive in, in the realm of the spirit nature. There's the earthly world that we thrive in, and then there's the spiritual realm that is right here with us. Holy Spirit's here, guardian angels are here, the enemy is here. This room is crowded. Ephesians, or uh, Hebrews 11, cloud mm-hmm. of witnesses. It's like, we're not just us in a room. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. And I just missed so much in my life, in my childhood, with family and education. I don't want to miss what God has for me. I think that that drives me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would hate to get to the Father at the end of my days and have him say, welcome home, give me a hug, and I, I don't think this is the nature of God, but I would hate for him to show me all of the intersections that I missed. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would do that. But I, I know that I've missed intersections, <clears throat> things that could impact eternity for others. And that's just, that haunts me. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm, you know, we're we're kind of describing your ideal day where you're just like walking with the Lord and sensing everything. I'm sure every day is not like that. Why would you be so sure? Well, maybe you perfected enough. Surfing every day, no. But I don't start. How could you start the day Mm -hmm. without consulting with the Father? Was there a time in your life where you didn't have this practice? Where you were? What is like? What's the lots of times? What's the opposite of this day look like? Angst, anxiety. Um. Um. Fumbling around in the dark, hoping this trigger you're pulling is the right trigger. Unsecure, insecure, uncertain, um, hopeful, hopeful in, eh, you know, like that whole, I hope this is right. Coming home at the end of the day, tired, short, um, sucked dry, wrung out. I've had years that way. I'm just talking about, I'm just trying to get things figured out. I'm only 55. Mm -hmm. And I do not start a day without consulting the Father. And if I have to rush out, Sunday mornings are a big rush. I don't know if you realize. Danny, Sunday, that's a, it's a big, a big work rush. day, yeah. And so driving in, it's me and the father. You know, I don't listen to music. And and it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Because I've lived much of my life without that. As a follower, as a believer. And it's lonely. It's when you start to feel lonely, you are, uh, the spirit's not gone. We left. Mm-hmm. We're too hurried, too noisy, too worried, too stressed. And to pause and say, what are you doing today? This is your time. This is your calendar, your money. I don't like to make a lot of appointments. People start to think it's a little flaky. But how weird is it to me to make an appointment six weeks out, not even consulting what the Lord might be doing six weeks from now? Mm-hmm. I think Jesus spoke of that you know, or in the book of James. You know, you guys make all these plans about next year and this town and what you're going to do next week. You have no idea. You know, and what a good way to live. What a, what a great way to live. And so, yeah, not to surfing and all that, but every morning for sure you have to start, dial in, align yourself with what the Lord's doing. I feel like 
two things are probably happening with folks who are listening. One, they're crying, right? They're like, this is my life. You're talking about my life. Oh. I have no mindfulness. I'm busy. I'm hurried. The kids, the work, all this. And then this like anger starts to build up of like, well, of course you can do that. Like you're a pastor. Like you're yeah, paid no. to like hang out with God. I got a job. I think anybody listening to this that feels angry or stressed or depressed, that's me, is forgetting that everything can change in one moment. What does that mean? That you can change tomorrow. That because that's how you lived your late life today doesn't mean you have to do it tomorrow. So the you know the mom who's there at the end of a rope because she's trying to make ends meet, trying to feed her kids, trying to walk with the Lord, or the guy who's like, I'm trying to run this business and or work for my boss or whatever it is, and I'm stressed and I'm on his time clock, all this kind of stuff. What does tomorrow look like for that person, knowing that they still got to show up at work at seven a.m. or whatever? In the spirit, step by step. What would you have me feed these kids for breakfast, Lord? Like on the basic little stuff like that? Moment by moment. Moment by moment. You know the best days are when I go into Trader Joe's and I say, what line do you want me to to wait in, Lord? Because I always look, I'm very good at picking the quick line. It's not the short line. The rookie chooses the short line. I choose like in the flesh the the bagger the the checker that has the bagger backup and they're both in a zone mm-hmm. they're not looking for their break i don't care if the line's to the back of the store that guy's moving so i go into that line or do you say lord which line do you who do you want me to meet in line mm-hmm. you know my friend ron richie likes to say don't go to the taqueria for the tacos well if, if you're there for the food you're there for the wrong reason you know, meet the waitress, meet the waiter, say hi. I'm an extrovert, so that's easy for me to do. For an introvert, I don't know what that looks like, but it looks like something. Well, I think that what you said about mindfulness and, you know, you're you're describing an introvert's dream until you end up having to, you know, talk to strangers mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. questions like, what do I feed the kids for breakfast? Right. Like that level of connection with God. What, what good comes out of that? What's the point of that? You don't have, you're not worried now about what you're going to feed your kids for breakfast. You're not worried about what the boss is going to say. Lord, would you inter- intercede in this situation? I'm late. I'm, I'm My propensity is stress. Uh, traffic is brutal. Would you do something amazing? Would you get involved in this situation and show me that you see me and what I'm dealing with? There's a great verse in Isaiah. This is the way, says the Lord. Walk in it. <laughs> this is the, it's, it's crazy. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's so basic. The Lord says before he leaves, I'm going to send you an advocate, a helper, and he will remind you everything that I told you, and he will show you how to live a life full of peace and Mm -hmm. abundance. And then right at the end, people forget this. And when you ask for things in my name, I'm going to give you that. So it's like there's these promises in scripture and we don't tap into them. Because the the prosperity gospel people stole that verse. Mm -hmm. So we stay away from that. Like, no, if you're walking in the spirit and you're leaning into me and you're trusting me, ask something of me and I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Remember that when he says to the other guys, you that are good fathers know how to give your kids great gifts, right? When they ask for a fish, you don't give them a stone. Just think about what the father will give you. So when you wake up and you say, Lord, this day is your day, new covenant. My life is your life. It's no longer my own. I want to be an ambassador for you. I I want to be a reconciler. That's what... Corinthians tells us we are ministers of reconciliation, ministers of the new covenant, ambassadors for Christ. That's what I'm claiming this day. Show me the way to walk in that. What what could go wrong in the day? Nothing. 
what can go wrong? It's not going to go your way. You've just identified that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's true. not going to go your way. So what what is what changes in your perspective as you engage in a day like that? Like when you've said, okay, this is your day now, God. I lose, God wins. As a contractor, to be godly for a client means I'm losing money. What, is, what does that mean? What does be godly for a client mean? And how would you lose uh, money? I thought the trees would be bigger. I thought, I thought that, uh, that um, what would be an example? You had your landscape example. What would be a great example where the contractor is his fault? Um, you were, I thought the guys were going to be here at seven. So my wife moved the cars, got the kids ready early, and the guys aren't here. Forgetting that 880 is closed. Mm-hmm. You're right. Is there something I can do for the wife? And can we take the kids to school? Is there a babysitter fees? Is there something that you incurred? Not my fault would be the contractor. Thing. And not my problem. Not my be. problem. But you, uh, what am I in charge of 880? Or take the godly way, empathize, which is not my nature. I'm justice. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. d- oh, dude, most contractors don't even show up. You, and we're an hour late. Excuse me. You, you know, to take that whole combative role. No. This dude's dealing with pressure. He's spending a lot of money on his house. His wife had to get up early, move the cars to take a backseat roll. And maybe there's something deeper going on here. Maybe me going the extra mile, even though I'm not in the wrong, will be a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven coming to that guy's earth. And how is that, what you're describing, that life that you're living as a contractor, how is that different than just being super nice? I'm expecting God to do something through it. Okay. I'm expecting God to do something, or you're just a nice guy. And I had to learn that the hard way. I, uh, if you don't bring the Lord into it at some level, you're just being a nice guy. There's a lot of nicer people on the planet than me. I'm really, I'm not that, I'm not that nice. You know me long enough. I'm not a nice guy. But I do expect when I'm mindful, God to be doing something in the sphere that he's l- leading me to walk in. And that's where the pressure for me comes in. Because I like people. People lean into me. And it's like, when am I going to drop the God bomb? Mm-hmm. What is that? What's, do you drop the God bomb? No. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you're scared to think, too or because you've changed? I used to think you had to drop the God bomb. And tell, tell people who aren't familiar with what we're talking about, what's that mean? Uh, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ as personal savior? You know, Larry is great. It's not a bomb to Larry. That's yeah. his gift. That's like the next step Oh, Trader Joe's for Larry? It's like, dude, 16 people are coming to Christ and that's just on the cereal aisle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gift of evangelism. I don't have the gift of evangelism. I like people just to take another step and lean in. My whole thing is just one more step towards the kingdom of heaven. Maybe not the last step. I don't have to close the door. I heard something really, uh, probably 20 years ago, it was impactful. Most people that give their life to uh, the Lord later in life, it takes about nine chips of great Holy Spirit interactions, like a golf, like nine little chips. I just want to chip that person closer to the hole, not further away from the hole. Mm-hmm. It might be the one that drops uh, you know, into the cup, like comes to a decision. I've seen lots of guys around me come to faith. But mostly I'm just trying to bring people one step closer. And one step closer, are you when you're saying, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your kids to school because we were late as a contractor, is that the one step closer or is there or is that just a That's just a that being nice there? and yeah. that gives you credibility to then drop the God bomb. But I don't drop God bombs. So, My God bomb might look like Yeah. Um where did you learn how to do, you know, um, but I was just surfing with somebody, and they go, they said, uh, "How do you? How did you handle that guy so that was so prickly, so gracefully?" And I said, "It doesn't come natural, right?" They go, "Of, of course not. It, it's supernatural." And then they'll, they'll, I get the tilt. 
there's a tilt. Like, and I it's a Santa Cruz. Away. Everybody's tell spiritual. Away. No, I don't want the paddle away. <laughs> I, I'm good at getting the paddle away. I don't want the paddle away. So there'll be the tilt. Uh, supernatural. What do you mean? Is like 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 unicorns, magic? <laughs> I said no. My father taught me a lot about uh, supernatural realm, and then I'll paddle away. And what? <laughs> you know, and then and then sure enough, they want to bring the topic back up. There's a hundred of those. Wow. You know, there's a hundred of those, and I like to refer to God as the Creator. Most people today in this context are very open to the creator. Mm-hmm. Even science realizes that there's a creator involved in the, in the deal. And so people are very open to that. And I like to refer to the Father as the Father and the Spirit as the Spirit and Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth because mm-hmm. everybody's got the, you know, their own Jesus picture. Mm-hmm. And I like the authentic Jesus who pretty much got in the face of religion. So it sounds like to me just kind of listening and trying to distill what this looks yep. like in real different life people, so that we different get better things. at it. Yep. Seems like you're you're not just the nice guy. You're mindful of what mm-hmm. the Lord wants to do. You're looking for opportunities. Yep. You're serving people as an opportunity to. Yep. And I have in. small evangelistic tools like this cafe four cup. My wife developed. It's just a four. What's that mean? That mm-hmm. doesn't say. You know, it takes a lean in. Mm-hmm. Dawn Patrol. People, people all over the world. What's Dawn Patrol? It's a gathering of men. Really? Yep. Young and old. Hundred, hundred twenty of us. What do you do? Gather. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do when you gather encourage each other laugh with each other pray with each other there's the god bomb pray mm-hmm. with each other yep hold each other up it's weird to come into a room and i'll just skate right over it don't even give them a chance to like trip mm-hmm. weird to come into a room where people are 15 years old to 95 black white tall short everything in between that are for each other wow oh, you want to go i mean i don't want to explain it to them i want them there mm-hmm. you want to go never had anybody say we, uh, until you tell them at six in the morning. No, <laughs> the I don't right want a there. piece of that. I don't want a place to be encouraged. When you think about what we have to offer people, it's so much more than a God bomb. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the community of God where people are broken and uh, stepping into their brokenness to be filled with His Spirit, re-transformed uh, and then released into a life of freedom. What? And there's a bunch of you guys? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of that? But religion, I don't even want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like to me, as you talk through that, you get the beauty of what's happening in a place like that, which I think part of that is taking that time to reflect and be mindful and wrestle with the Father about a group like that. You start to experience, wow, this is an amazing place. So when you describe it, it comes out like that. It doesn't just come out like a mm-hmm. flyer for the men's right, ministry. Right. And I think, you know, I, I wonder how much of even that kind of sales pitch, to use a terrible term for it, mm-hmm. is coming out of wrestling with God for these men and being mindful of what kind of mm-hmm. community am I creating. Mm-hmm. And this intentional life just kind of flows out everywhere. I do spend a lot of time thinking about, and now that you say that, thinking about what will I say if. Like, I just went to a memorial for my neighbor. I lived next to him for 30 years. And there's going to be a time when everybody wants to share. Obviously, this thing is not, you know, um, a spiritual thing. What will I say? Here we go. Lord, what would you have me say? And what was the if that was in your mind? Like, if what? I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to offend the family. I don't. Are you saying, like, if they got you to get up and speak, or if somebody asked you, like, hey, what's your. No, I'm going to speak because (laughs) the Lord is prompting me. I don't want to embarrass the family or my friend who just passed, Mm -hmm. but I want to bring honor to God. Mm-hmm. And I want. I'm, this is. Is this a moment, Lord? Is this? You know, I'm tingly right now thinking about it. 
And it's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to embarrass myself. I really, it's not a spiritual like thing that's happening. A whole bunch of teachers from the Hayward School District, great memorial, great man. And I want to bring glory to my father through it. I don't want to use the thing. I don't want to use the stage mm-hmm. to do that, but I want to be obedient to the Lord's prompting. And he prompted me. And it was an amazing thing. Wow. You know, and it's moment by moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to but so I'm sitting there thinking, what would I say? Or if I'm in Trader Joe's and I'm observing that the checker's having a bad afternoon, what will I say? When I get up there. Right, because she is messing it up. And I'm picked the wrong line. Mm-hmm. And she's ripped three bags already. And it's like she's already dropped the guy's art avocados on the ground. You don't drop avocados. No. I gotta get out of this line. But what would you have me say to her? Lord, because yeah. she's your daughter created in your image. And I bet folks who are listening are thinking, okay, that's amazing. Like, I I wish I was there, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark is mm-hmm. Mark is on this end of the spectrum. I'm, like, way mm-hmm. on the other side. What would you, you know, we got, like, a minute left. What would you, if, some, if somebody said that First to you right now, all, how do I start? I'm describing 10% of my life on the way here. <laughs> Two guys in a little slammed Honda, red, tried to cut me off in the big man van. No, 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 no. The flesh rose right up. And it was like, bro, my car is like 2,000 pounds more than yours and taller than yours. And so there's the flesh. Mm-hmm. That was not the father. And so Mark went off on his own and didn't consult the father in that deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, And I'm on the way up the hill coming into three crosses to make the podcast on how to be Holy Spirit live. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. first of all, Mark's not at that spectrum. And what was your question? So that if somebody says, I want to I want to push up on that spectrum closer to where I want to go, yeah. how do you start? Realize that you are, uh, there's only one of you. So be that person full of uh, his spirit, living his life through you. Start your day and moment by moment, walk in the spirit, each step, each thing. Start a relationship with your father who's waited probably your whole life to direct you and to ensure success, spiritual success. And for you to walk in in an element of peace, just like Jesus said you would if you um, abide in him. Abide in me and I'll abide in you and we're going to change the world. So they wake up tomorrow. They're like, I'm in. I'm doing it. Yep. What's the first thing they do? Read John chapter 14, 15, and 16. Not in one sitting because you'll have a stroke. (laughs) But when you hear from the Father, stop right there and start again tomorrow or at lunch or after. And just marinate on that and meditate on that. Ephesians 2.10, Ephesians 3.20, Galatians 5, so you know what that fruit looks like. Been in an orchard? You ever been in a fruit orchard? Just a little bit. You ever hear trees squeezing out fruit? Never working? No, never. It's natural because they're abiding in the soil. Abide in the Father and hang on to your hat. I love it. Thanks so much for joining me in your office today. <laughs> it's a privilege. <laughs> I hope we made sense. We made as much sense as the Spirit wanted us to. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us today. And thanks for joining us on this whole Godspeed series. Hopefully you are equipped to go out and live life on adventure with the Holy Spirit. I so appreciate what Mark had to say today, just giving us some tools and some inspiration of how to wake up tomorrow morning, open the scriptures and live with anticipation of what God's going to do. We hope you enjoyed this podcast series. Drop us a note, podcast at threecrosses.org. Let us know some feedback and we are excited to see where this podcast goes in the future. Thanks to your input. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.